0: mm <sweak>
1: Texas, and I'm joined with some good buddies from across the nation. Up in Tulsa, I've got Willem. Willem, how are you doing tonight, buddy?
2: Hey, Brian, how are you?
1: Good, 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 good. Uh, and out in California, I've got Derek joining us. Derek, how are you?
0: I'm doing excellent.
1: Oh, excellent. I like yeah. that. That's that's good. That's official is what that is.
0: <laughs> I don't feel like people say that in these these times. And these so.
1: In these difficult times that we're going through, yeah, I wonder why <laughs> <laughs> people are scared. Derek's excellent. Just so we, just so we're clear, day is what we're rocking with. Uh, well, since uh, you're you're on, and I see you sipping on something, what uh, what is it that you're sipping on this evening?
0: I've got a German pilsner. It's a you might have to correct me, Radenburger.
1: I'm gonna go with it.
0: Sure okay it's nice uh it's my workout recovery drink
1: that's i don't know if that's helpful but that's good yeah no <laughs> you need a good beer after after working out whatever that is that's good that you <laughs> I haven't i have i my wife has been working out twice a day and i uh walk through the kitchen and grab some emotional support string cheese as she's working out how am i doing
0: good sweetie you're great. i'm on the same schedule as her so
1: <laughs> yeah it's like what the fuck is happening are you yeah uh, you're doing great are you in between calls yeah i'm like All right, well so am i i'm just uh i'm just gonna grab this coca-cola classic and some string cheese and uh maybe i'll grab some beef jerky in the afternoon i don't know if there's gonna be time though honestly so you're drinking a german pills good classy Willem, are you drinking anything this evening
2: yeah, I am drinking a South African rose.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh because I and I don't even know well, it's Radley and Finch, actually, I think. It's sounds, pretty good. That sounds like a bourbon name. Uh I get it partially because our dog's name is Boo Radley. So.
1: <laughs> oh, so you, you um what's good? Bought it for your dog. Did you pour you know, it? Like, did you let it? No, not us? really. I mean,
2: I like that wine because I like, honestly, yes, I do like that association. But I went to the liquor store and now it's like you can't go in the store. Uh, they have a line like chalked out, like where it's like you stand every six feet down the sidewalk and you walk up to a table, tell them what you want. They grab it for you out of the store. And then you pay, right? Right. Um, hashtag COVID nineteen. And um, where was I going with this anyway? I have no oh. idea. Honestly. Oh, I know. So you <laughs> grab, So they. So I like. I go to the store. I'm like, I want South African uh, red wine, white wine, and a rose all under fifteen dollars. And they'll just go and just grab <laughs> because, like, I don't know what they have. I don't know the shit that well, anyway. You know, I know some that I like, but I I'm not I'm really bad about like remembering names of things that I like and taking note of it and all that. So makes sense. I just like, yeah, that's how I get my wine now.
1: That actually reminds me, I I need to place my order at Total so I don't have to go in tomorrow. Uh, Total does Total does like curbside delivery now, so you just park in like a designated spot and they wheel it out to your car and put it in the trunk. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah.
2: I've been doing drive-up at the dispensaries. That's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Order
2: online. Order online. They bring it out to you, like they, you know, walk up to your car. You give them your license, and they uh, they run it in, verify everything, and then so or the- and you give them payment because the banks won't support the dispensaries <laughs> or like you know they, they they don't. Banks are since they're federally insured, they cannot work with anything that is that deals so, in something that's federally illegal. It's a really weird lingo that cannabis is caught in. We, 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 we get that part. So I just want to run this back.
1: You stay in your car. You hand cash to someone outside of your car so they can then in turn hand you drugs.
0: <laughs> sounds like the traditional way of getting
2: drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: sounds like we're really going yeah. back a few years, you know? loose
2: Drugs is, is a loose term. All that's right, a,
1: fine. Cannabis. Weed. Marijuana. I'll just use yeah. those terms because those are actual. And then someone, cool. someone outside <laughs> of your weird. vehicle, hands you <laughs> weed. Do yeah. they at least make you drive around the corner of the building where they got a guy like? They, well, they have to run
2: in to like the secure area where you would normally go. And then also like, there's stores now that have uh, they have stuff in place like right. face guards and all that.
1: Do they have drive-through weed places at all?
2: Like the Beer Barn. No, Guys, I got an no one idea. anticipated that this would be okay. This is only okay because, because uh, they had to like emergency figure out what the new way to like go about business was going to be.
1: Yeah, I still think they should do drive-through weed places. That'd be fun.
2: They probably will after this.
1: I mean, again, the barn exists in Stillwater, and it didn't take didn't take a, a, a pandemic to get them to approve drive-through. That's all I'm going to say. We have a barn in Denton, too, which is weird. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the the barn in Denton is really weird because, I mean, you can get some, like, convenience store shit just at the drive-thru. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to need a case of beer, a couple bottles of wine. You guys got any BC, uh, like, headache uh, powder? And then (laughs) we also get a Zippo lighter, a (laughs) refill pack on that. You guys have prepaid phones in there? We're going to get one of those as well. And. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever's left out of this in scratcher tickets, can you go ahead and do that for me?
2: Uh, like they made alcohol delivery legal here.
1: which that's cool. And I think we talked about that uh, one time when Frank was on because yeah. they they've been doing alcohol delivery here in Texas, directly to right. homes in certain areas. <laughs> and i'm I've been trying to figure out exactly what the designation is, like where the cutoff point is for things because like Frank can get Taver down in Austin. I can't get it delivered here to my house. I think it has to do with the people who are in charge, like the delivery services that are there and where they operate out of more so than licensing or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like brew pubs, Derek, you you might find this mildly entertaining. Brew pubs here in Dallas are going, hey, we should be able to deliver beer directly to consumers, <laughs> and which on paper sounds great. But uh, the one thing I want to point out to people is these places can't fucking get kegs of beer to bars. On a regular basis, how are they gonna do? Like, oh, dude, Timmy needs a six pack over on 12th Street. We're Make <laughs> sure we drop that off in time. Fuck no, fuck no, yeah. they're not gonna do that. Like, that's gonna be the giant, the biggest cluster fuck ever. Like, oh well, it. Right. Dallas traffic is pretty easy to deal with now that people are working from home. Yeah, they're gonna be fucking clogged up with goddamn rental rider trucks full of six packs of beer and bunch of dumbass lost beer delivery drivers going. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know how to get through these streets. I have no idea. All everything's yeah. one way. Why is everything one way right here?
2: And that's assuming they'd be able to can this stuff fast enough.
1: Oh, they are. Well, they also are trying to get through back like inventory of of stuff at the moment. Uh- We, um,
2: but no, but like we, so we have the tap rooms that are the breweries, right? And they Mm -hmm. traditionally could sell direct to the public, like you could buy from them or they sell to liquor stores and so forth around town. Now they can deliver too.
1: That's what I mean. That's, those are the people who are trying to deliver down here or who are wanting to deliver. Uh, And the funny part to me is they can't do that when that's their job to deliver mm -hmm. giant kegs two bars yeah. and restaurants they fuck up at yeah, our, our people are good about
2: that they nail that they're all over in all over town liquor stores in restaurants bars like oh yeah oh yeah but I it's guess. also a significantly smaller town
1: yeah i was gonna say it's a little <laughs> geographically speaking <laughs> yeah.
0: well since i'm out in california i would say develop an app
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, It should be easy (laughs) enough.
2: (laughs) That's easy enough. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Be right back. Yeah.
1: Bleep, bloop, bleep. App (laughs) done. There we go. (laughs) I put a a, a geofence on this and we're good, right? That's all we need to do.
2: Frank, do you know that you can, uh, it's not like an electronic virus? (laughs)
1: See, <laughs> so you got his respirator. On.
2: You
3: can never be too sure. Oh my word!
1: Oh, uh, did you get your microphone
3: fixed? <laughs> I'm uh, using the wife's computer. His, oh, you're using his, the
1: wife's computer. It, uh, does she know about your proclivities?
2: What? Yeah. His, yes. His, she is uh,
3: not well aware. That's why she got very angry. Uh, yeah. So we we just will never bring that up again. Um, what happened? Oh, Brian know. spilled a beer on my computer Virtually thing one night. Can
1: you take the goddamn mask off?
3: <laughs> nope, nope. This is Brian Brian Brian.
1: Oh my god, now his internet's cutting out.
2: That was wild. That was fucking cool. Someone dropped the beat after that. <laughs> Brian, 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 <laughs> Something like that? Okay. Yeah, just like that. That was great.
1: Frank's still on mute and he doesn't. You're on mute. And oh, he right. just dropped. <laughs> he probably, we probably would have heard him if he had just gone off mute or if he'd taken the mask off. He probably, it's his computer's now scared. <laughs> mask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, fucking A. uh, Derek, are things that like that out in California where they're, they've got liquor stores closed down and, and shit. It's-
0: it's a little more calm, also, you can buy liquor at the grocery store, so oh yeah, I forgot uh,
1: there's that
2: yeah. it's more calm yes yeah, it's
0: it's weird, yeah, I mean, maybe we've been shut down a little bit longer, so ah. I was able to get toilet paper,
3: oh nice, ago, so. the, the line at the line at Central market was about I don't know fucking half mile long today. it sucked
1: yeah. ugh <laughs> Yeah. Work. He's trying to drink. through it. a fucking mask. Yeah. <laughs> like, why?
3: Why do we have AA when you could just put a mask on the bitch? Oh no, <laughs> worries, Frank. You're something else this evening. You're, oh yeah, That was a good one. On a different level at the
1: moment. Uh, all right,
3: all right. I guess I'll go bareback on this one.
1: I don't think that's that is definitely not how <laughs> we're going to be describing it. <laughs> <sighs>
3: Oh, man. The best part about the surgical mask that the wife brought home today is you can, it's a flip on, flip off mask. So I got a you know, flip on, flip off for you. It's really, really. Okay. Brian, so I, did. I don't want to talk about your birth control. It's okay. Um, so, Brian, thanks for asking what I'm drinking.
1: I, well, I uh, would have, uh, but you came on with a, with a fucking costume and then you had technical like difficulties. Yeah.
3: Oh, fair enough. Uh, LaCroix. Brian, have you heard of it?
2: Oh, you mean La, Reine? La, Reine. La
3: Reine. Uh Yeah, add a touch of vodka and you've got your own, very uh, own personalized alcoholic seltzer. It's pretty good.
1: With twice the burps. Yeah. Congrats.
2: I will twice. say
3: what, what, no, no, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't even
2: like, know what that means. I feel like LaCroix is so gassy. Oh, but Topo Chico is like Yeah, the, both of those are pretty rough. Yeah, why not do Topo Chico for that matter? Because he doesn't or, want to support uh,
1: Coca-Cola? No, I don't think,
3: know. think about this. Think about where I live, okay? Not familiar think about the hipsterness of the Topo Chico brand. And then consider toilet paper is sold out. And then tell me where you're going to find Topo Chico in this town
1: are you saying it's are a you fucking saying, impossibility are you saying Topo Chico makes you shit <laughs> no dude
3: people just fucking <laughs> hoard it like hoard seltzer Topo Chico like the H-E-B brand stocked yeah it's great I think it's better than some of the Topo Chico but yeah Topo Chico's out of the out of the fucking game at the moment fellas can't get it anywhere here
2: hi so i I'm having I, people I'm having, are so
1: dumb i legit am concerned that I am about to run out of toilet paper and not for my own concern, but we had a stomach bug hit the, the hit the Brian household this week, and four year olds mm, do beef. not handle that well, so that went through my t p stock pretty mm. quick, and it was one of those like i'm not gonna i am i can't say no to this, so let's clean up what we got with what we got and how we're doing it. So I'm
3: not Mm, yeah. Boy. That's a lot of detail. No, you Um, have no
1: idea, man. Yeah, no idea. The things that I've seen. The things Mm. that I have seen. But yeah, no, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to to get up early tomorrow in the morning to fucking go buy goddamn or hope that I can buy toilet paper like an
3: asshole. You'll be able to find it.
1: You wanna give me something at that
3: hour you should be able to find it. Yeah maybe. Yeah maybe. But you know, we we do blame hoarding. the The toilet paper thing is actually more of the uh, the just in time manufacturing problem than the hoarding problem. Hoarding doesn't help it, but just in time manufacturing, most of our shortages during this crisis is actually you can blame on that.
1: Yep, I can blame it on whoever the fuck I want. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, you may, but Saw you're neighbor. not right.
1: <laughs> Blamed it on my neighbor. <laughs> they're they're sitting high on their TP <laughs> horse right now.
3: Yeah. I mean, I blame George W. Bush for 9/11, but that's probably just me.
1: Obviously.
3: <laughs> or building 7.
1: Building 7 taken down the Building paper. 7. Yeah, obviously we all know that to be true. Yeah. Tower 7.
3: Sorry, tower. No, it's building 7. It's building 7.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Cuz it was <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, I just get my 9/11 facts from the facts.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude's talking on YouTube. We all know this to be true. Uh,
3: God, who else are you? What are you listening to? Fake news? <laughs>
1: yeah. Shit. Are you going to tell me that some structural engineers are going to tell me the truth? Fuck no. It <clears> doesn't a,
3: happen that way. It doesn't happen that way.
1: They're working for the you, man.
3: You probably also think that malaria drugs oh. don't work for COVID. Hmm. Next thing you're going to tell me, it gives you heart attacks. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I'm not even... I'm not. I'm done joking with this now. This isn't funny anymore. Well, I mean...
3: <laughs> You no, know, we should we should all just prescribe roundup to those people on a whim so that they can like equal chance of solving what you have right now. <laughs> like, it's not this doesn't work like that. Virology does not work like
1: this. The, f- the way my yard is growing out of control, I could I would go for some roundup at the moment. the. Ra- yeah
3: <laughs> I just spray that right down my throat, Doc. Let's see how this works.
1: <laughs> spray it inside my my mask that I made. at okay. home. just spray it inside. Okay.
3: A case, a case of a substance that will probably kill the virus, but also kill you. <laughs> I'll take my chances. You said probably worth it. kill me. Probably. Yeah. You yeah. see, so you're saying there's a chance, Doc. All right. Okay. Taking it
1: because I can't buy toilet paper at the store. Might as well fucking end it. Mm-hmm. Spray it. Call it done. You know how
3: long I've been holding my shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i It's. I think it's about to come out of my mouth. Like that. Star, yeah. That. Uh, any idea what a episode. heroin
3: addict goes through until you have COVID. Or you were in self quarantine. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> just fucking tarred up shit. That sucks. Okay, It um,
1: came out like a brick. A literal. It tanked off the porcelain when it came out. My God. What? I'm okay. just saying. I was in but there could for a you?
3: While. Could you imagine those people? Right. Look, so, heroin addicts obviously choose that life, but opioid uh, users, like people who need that for pain, that's gotta really suck. Not oh, being able to take a what shit. What do you mean by heroin addicts well, well, that life? Prescribe
0: uh, laxatives for you. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. But it, so so for older people, Derek, that doesn't always work. It can actually dehydrate. Can you guys people. hear me? Yeah, we can. So I they can. kind of like we'll get stuck it. in a scenario where they drink. I'd the, like to go uh, back
2: when we have a moment. I yeah, I got
3: gotcha. you. Sorry, no, Willem, go ahead. We can go back.
2: Um, heroin addicts largely end up that way from being prescribed yes yes so they don't choose that life
3: understood they're like
2: slave to that life
3: i was not yeah i didn't mean to make light of the heroin addict thing but i was mainly like talking about the the fact that like okay so you do get addicted to opioids and then you do end up going to heroin because it's cheaper right and it's more readily accessible um, <clears throat> but I feel,
2: because it's taken I feel bad long.
3: for those people for a very different reason. What I'm talking about is the person prescribed opioids needs to take it. And all of a sudden you can't shit as an old person, like res- oh, the so not, you're, son-
2: you're just saying people who aren't addicted to
3: Yeah, yeah. the wife's grandpa is in that boat and it's unfortunate because the laxatives only work for like a period and then it kind of doesn't. And the yeah, sometimes they're like in the bathroom for half an hour. That's got to really suck. So having been had that happen, it does suck. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. It's like, you you know, there's a lot that's getting ready to come out, but it's not. Yeah, that's some shit. Literally. Do you guys um, remember the first couple of episodes that we up. had
1: where we had bathroom talk and it was like, uh, do you shit next to the person who's in a stall or taking shits at work? <laughs> We have really matured, haven't we? Well, I mean, can we can we discuss that again now no, three years later? No, no. Because <laughs> it's not three years. It's honestly about nine months.
3: No, no. Okay. Okay. Now that you work from home, right? Are you not happy you don't have to poop next to someone in a stall? I don't poop at work anyway, so points moot. Boy, boy. Uh, the bathroom is a single seater. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm regular. It like after a meal, gotta go.
2: That's
3: also,
0: they're paying you to take a right. shit. Right? I'm going to exactly,
2: take as many of these as I can during a day. Man, day. I've had coworkers who are all about that. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't.
3: <laughs> like a smoke break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I had a coworker describe
1: it as that right there. He's like, oh, I pay, they pay so and so to go out and take a smoke break for 15 minutes. I'm about to go drop a load for 15 minutes, and play on my phone. He's doing the same thing. I'm like, okay. That's truth. I truth. mean, I guess, but at the same time, I, I, yeah, no. You know, I'm no, of no the argument. opinion,
3: add up to 15 minutes, leave early.
2: That's what I, I say.
1: Well, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I think I've told you guys about this, that I took up smoking when I worked at Staples to get a 15-minute break twice in a shift? Yeah, well, we
2: talked about this recently, actually.
1: I f- That was a pretty bad habit that I picked up. <laughs> it was not well, good.
3: I some might call it an addiction, but okay. <laughs>
1: ah, habit. I quit it pretty quick. I, mean, it was... <laughs> I
3: kicked that one to the curb.
1: Yeah, once I once I got hired on full-time, I was like, eh, I get a 30-minute break at lunch. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> no. yeah, that's enough for me.
3: Yeah, Brian's going for a smoke break. I do. <laughs> Brian, I I've never to... seen you smoke before. I literally... You know
1: Literally, the first time I I I walked up, this dude named Mark that I worked with, I go, "Mark, can I borrow a cigarette?" He goes, "What?" I go, "Yeah, I'm gonna pick up (laughs) smoking." He goes, "He just started laughing, and he handed me a cigarette." The next day, like on the way back home after that shift, I was like, "I'm gonna go ahead and buy a pack of cigarettes, and we're good. (laughs) I don't have to bum any off Mark anymore." Problem solving This is great. This this is four hours of smoke breaks. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, I broke it up. I was like, da, 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 da. this lasts me like three weeks. This is great.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean that that is one way to do it. I mean that's certainly <laughs> certainly is a loophole. No, yeah, I, I think got we em. can all agree that's a I, loophole.
1: I got back out. Yeah. See, the cool part about the smoke breaks is they got to pay you for it. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. Wow. We're at lunch, yeah, I can't believe they didn't think about that. At lunch, you're off the clock, yeah. and that's how they get you.
3: You know, I'm gonna start taking uh, cuba libre's breaks. Yeah,
1: no, we should definitely oh, do or... that. We should start implementing drinking <laughs>
3: breaks. <laughs> Where, where's Frank at? See, oh, he's, he's on his drink break.
1: He's getting he's at his uh getting fucked up at three o'clock break. <laughs> 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 the the drive time <laughs> drive time happy hour. It's great. Yeah.
3: I mean, I hope he's not driving home. Always does. Always Always does.
1: does. (laughs) Last week, we had to stop him. He took it with him. He took it to go. And we were like, it's not a good idea.
3: Oh, boy. But yeah, luckily, they don't do that. It's it's smoke breaks. And I wonder, okay, question for the Californian in the room. Does a smoke break include smoking pot? Uh, Probably not.
1: Yeah, I, would, oh, okay. I, I think there's a lot of places that handle marijuana just like they would handle alcohol, which can't get yeah. fucked up on. Ah, oh, fair enough.
3: Fair, yeah. It, it uh, I mean, but nicotine is also quite mind altering. It's not like a, you know, you do get yeah, both, so. So, so is coffee too? Yeah, especially isn't, coffee. Is it more like coffee than THC? I mean,
0: nicotine would be more like
3: coffee. Yeah, it'd be more like coffee. Okay. I mean, I, I've never. Well, I guess I've smoked cigars. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, but that's not. But it's I mean, also very low levels of. And you're you're, you're <clears> getting <throat> it differently. You're getting it through your like cheeks and lips. You're not inhaling it in your lungs.
3: If, yeah, I can't. I mean, be. some cigars. If if you, if I smoke a cigar and it's like one session, I feel buzz for about a good thirty minutes afterwards. But if if I drink something in between and it takes me longer, it's it's more just like a social activity than it is for any. Side effects, anyways.
2: It also depends on how often you're smoking, though. Like, uh, oh. uh, yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah, Brian's a daily cigar smoker. How's that going?
1: Uh, good. It's very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. <laughs> I only smoke high end cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I, to, Brian. I was like,
3: you know, that Romeo and Julieta that everybody buys. Fuck that shit. No, double the price. Double, yeah.
1: <laughs> I buy, I smoke 19 dollar sticks that's what yeah. I do and also refer to them as sticks because I'm a regular because
3: why not yeah exactly what kind of sticks are, what what kind of new sticks do you have instead of what's new on tap
1: yeah i know what kind of what kind of <laughs> sti- oh there's some good stick that's a good stick selection you got too. yeah <laughs> a lot of good
3: sticks
0: you know what would have been baller at staples if you use your used a cigar at, at your smoke break. If
1: I'd use the fucking pipe. <laughs> well, okay. So full disclosure. <laughs> Fifteen minute cigar break? That would be awful. You <laughs> come <laughs> out there, you're just crying and your mouth is on fire. You're like, oh, it was a horrible idea. You're just spitting constantly. It's all you're doing, <laughs> is
3: spitting. Literally I the sm- first man to pick up cancer at age. 19? Well, like, Well, he took 15-minute whole cigar breaks.
1: <laughs> He's sp- got the mouth of a 90-year-old. I was smoking 60-gauge Churchill's, so I got it down to 15 minutes. It was well <laughs> worth it. Uh, no, uh, you funny know, he, you mention that. It he went I, heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I, everybody smelled them. All Maduros, all the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> funny you mention that, because when I did uh, when I worked at Staples in Louisville, so when I lived down here in Texas, after I had been married... I uh, I said I said to myself, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to keep my smoke break. But I'm going to smoke hand-rolled cigarettes. And let me just tell you the level of game change that that is. And the level of... He- if you thought just smoking a regular cigarette gave you a head rush, Turkish Blend, my friend. Turkish Blend hand-rolled cigarettes. Roll them up. I'd roll like a week's worth and I'd put up, I had a cigarette case. I'm ashamed slash... Proud that I owned one, but yeah, no, had a, just a, a basically a week's worth of cigarettes in my old cigarette case and I'd take it into Staples with me, leave it in the coffee center, take it out from a smoke break, be sitting. I mean, there.
3: Brian, that's probably the most baller thing I've ever heard you do.
1: I it is it was the coolest phase of my life. <laughs>
3: <It's good>. <laughs> <laughs> he would wear on the day that he brought in new cigarettes, he'd wear a tuxedo jacket in yeah. and just out the pocket oh yeah put no. it in the drawer and then put that back in the
1: car i have an ascot <laughs> that i wore with my staples polo <laughs> look at the top fuck hat is this guy? yeah it fucking nice. went straight oh brian's, like, brian's got a uh. monocle again
3: <laughs> you know the the only thing that would have made you cooler if, is is if you packed a pipe in the hallway
1: so i thought about that and i my, i would have gotten into pipe smoking and not damn it not that smoking a pipe
3: now, I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah, you bro- knew if Parker was on the, the cast, he'd be like, Oh smoking pipes say, hey? okay. You <laughs> gonna
1: drop me your number this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? You doing That's
3: right. you know? yeah. So you knew Grinder before Grinder existed. Yeah, cool, exactly.
1: okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> no, uh my brother got into pipe smoking and um I do not know, you know this about me, but uh I don't some of the shit that my brother does, I'm like, What the fuck did you do that? And I saw him smoke like I introduced. I felt like I introduced my brother to cigar smoking when I worked at Home Depot because that was a thing well, yeah, I think that, yeah, I remember
3: one of the first times he smoked a cigar was with us.
1: Yeah, at the cross, or I don't know. Yeah, cross, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he got into cigars and then he m- transitioned over to pipe smoking. That's a unique tra- I mean, it's, it's a normal transition, but it is a unique, a, a normal transition if you're 75 and 1920. That's well, okay. So, <laughs> like,
3: you know, you say that. I, you've had pipe smoke, right? Uh huh. It's like candy. Yeah, I mean, sure. Again, I get it's it. I get it. I, get no, it. I, I don't want to inhale into my lungs like that because I know long term that's terrible. Um, <clears throat> even it, like I smoke one cigar, maybe two a month, right? Pipe smoking because of the way it tastes. I know if if that became a that would be a problem. Like. <laughs> it it is very it's i mean it's like a jewel
1: i Something it's that just like flavored cigarettes I or do, flavored vapes i do want to compare anyone who smokes a corn cob pipe to some hipster smoking jewels now cuz that makes me laugh putting them on the same level but i agree it's like it's just it's flavored bad for you stuff it's like smoking hookah yeah. every day is that good for you probably not it's no probably absolutely
3: hookah. not it's yeah it's just like hookah i mean it's i know a lot of people like the natural flavored tobacco. I I've not had that, but I, I've had the people who are like, "Oh, this tastes like this is mint tobacco, oh. whatever, American cut, mint flavored, whatever." Yeah, it tastes like mint. I can see why people who like mint get pretty hooked on that.
1: <laughs> I love me some natural tobacco. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's a, it could be a problem. It's But don't do they, it.
3: don't they always put molasses in it to um, have a I, binder? I
1: have, I have no idea what pipe tobacco. I have no no clue. I know um, I had somebody tell me that they use pipe tobacco to roll their own cigarettes, and I was like, that seems like a fucking terrible idea. That's not what that's meant for. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Also, does, does that would,
3: I would imagine, soak through the wrapper pretty quick.
1: Listen, you can barely lick a wrapper, and it's all fucking soggy and shit. So I can only <laughs> imagine what wet fucking tobacco does inside of a thin-ass paper. I'm also assuming they're not wrapping it in the same rolling papers that
3: come with the tobacco. <laughs> they're actually just putting it in a bowl and smoking
1: it. Is what's happening here. Dude, I remember... What they it. meant was
3: a bong of fucking so, pipe-smoked
1: tobacco. <laughs> so funny you mention that. Do you, do you... Well, no. I don't, I don't even remember his name, so I can't even say his name. But I, there was a kid who lived on my floor freshman year of college who... He lived right next door to me. And he... was the worked, guy Salt Coke? No. No. He just, like he just did no, weed. Okay. He did weed and mushrooms. That's all he did, um, <laughs> and he was the weed calmed him down. The weed, yeah, the weed calmed him down, and the mushrooms almost <laughs> killed him. Anyway, the <laughs> he fell asleep on a rock out in the middle of Oklahoma, somewhere in Oklahoma, like western Oklahoma. He was like, I found this rock that looked like a chair, and I sat in it, and I woke up. I sat in it Saturday around noon, and I woke up Sunday morning. I was like, oh, is that why you look like a lobster right now? He was like, yeah, I received second-degree burns over a majority of my body.
3: <laughs> I'm like, cool. Well, there, were, there was only two ways that was going 70% of the year. Either he got burnt to toast or, he's hypothermic. or he had hypothermia when they picked him up. Like.
1: yeah, no. Anyway, this kid, uh, he, had, he would smoke weed all day. Like that's that was his. He would sit in his car before class. He would smoke weed. He'd go to class, come back, sit in his car, smoke weed, and then come upstairs to the dorm. Uh, he would smoke weed walking across class, uh, like walk walking across campus with what he called his his secret weapon or some shit like that. It was a glass like glass tube, but it was painted glass to look like a cigarette. And he was like, look, it looks like I'm smoking a cigarette right now. It's like I remember that, it dude. It smells like you're smoking a glass cigarette full yeah. of weed, though. So that's a
3: problem, right? We can all agree that. I not- remember it because he tried to be like, I can get you one of these.
1: Oh. oh and we
3: we all were like, that looks nothing like a cigarette because, <laughs> A, it doesn't burn at the end, so you're sucking <laughs> on a fucking cigarette. <laughs> but smoke is coming out of your mouth. It's obviously not a cigarette. But also... Notwithstanding the fact that when you walk past that cloud that you just mm-hmm. puffed into the air, straight up marijuana, <laughs> there was no. There's no denying it. No, there was no denying it. Like at least some of these new vape pens with the marijuana uh, uh, vaporizers, yeah. they they filter out the smell in some capacity. Like it's not as strong. But yeah, that that dude was just using a fucking USB cord to smoke fucking marijuana. <laughs> that's <laughs> what he was doing. It was. It wasn't even that. I'm pretty sure it
1: was a fucking crack
3: pipe. Like that's some shit. but he, that's also the other part of it. Is you know could have been doing crack with it. So if he if he almost died from mushrooms, um, I bet right now he's probably CEO of a company somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, he's definitely the head of. He's um, I think he's head of a pharmaceutical company trying to push out. Uh, malaria medicine right now. Got it. Got, well, he's made a hot time. Hot, hot time. time. Big, big business happening big right Big business now. today. Uh, did Villain just sit down with a fucking glass of milk? It looks to be milk. <laughs> Please, Villain, put your headphones on. Villain, did you just sit down with a fucking glass of milk? He's got his blue blocker sunglasses on. Close, Brian. Um
2: I sat down with a bowl of cereal.
1: Oh. Because time is but a construct and are you <laughs>
2: fucking 9.45 on a Thursday is a perfect time for a bowl of cereal. Eat a bowl of cereal at 9.45 on a Tuesday and tell me it's not one of the best things you've ever done. It's Thursday. <laughs> yeah, whenever.
3: <laughs> so are you right. just as well? So no, no beer for you tonight. Say what? I said, no beer for you tonight.
2: I actually forgot to grab the beer. I was so pumped about the
1: cereal. He was drinking a South African rose when he started.
3: <laughs> I was a Radley and Finch. Boo, Radley <laughs> and Finch. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. A there was no conversation fun. there.
1: Yeah. you replay it. Listen back to the beginning. <laughs>
3: uh, maybe five times. We'll,
1: we'll wait. <laughs>
3: yeah, if I've got time. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, real quick. Can we fucking stop with people saying, oh, I've got all the time in the world right now? Because. I don't have all the time in the world right now, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong that I don't have all the all the time in the world right now to catch up on podcasts and everything else. I don't. Anybody else feel that way?
2: That you don't have time all the time in the world? Yeah. Wow. <clears>
3: Thin <throat> um, Branch you're standing on, Brian.
1: I know. I'm really out here on my own. <laughs> well, I'm Just looking in. around. I got no support. I got no fucking takers here. Hot take, bad
3: take. No, I mean I'm not saying I have all the time in the world, but I think the podcast people, right? So I have time between meetings, and I'm not. I don't constantly prep for the next meeting. Like I don't, I don't know how. How would I put it? Not everybody. Uh, is <sighs> my position could be eliminated tomorrow?
0: Oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it's not based on productivity. Oh, so okay, all right. I have I have times when I'm working fucking eighteen hour days, and then times when I work three hours and no one notices. Um, so it's it ebbs and flows is what I'm trying to say here. I don't I don't think during this time I've been busy, but there are times when everybody's busy, and I'm like, well, this week has been very quiet because nothing at my client sites are bro- blowing up that I need to like fucking drop, spend a shit ton of time, drop everything and go, I mean, you've, you've been on here with me while I'm doing a release and I have to drop because someone's fucked up. Right. So it's not
2: <laughs> it, it,
3: someone it else hasn't done their job and I gotta go help them. No, 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 no. It's not always their fault. It's, I it's so it, a lot of my job is like making sure that things can get escalated effectively and go to the right people um as a product account executive i've got to be sure to like you know have the right people around to fix things so um it's yeah it's it's not necessarily something that people would notice when it's going right but when it goes wrong it's very easy to pinpoint who fucked (laughs) up
1: Yeah, that's good. You're just really prepping to CYA. That's what it is. That's all it is.
3: Yeah. No, I was trying to explain to my neighbors today what it is that I do. And I'm like, well, you know, like if someone needs to deliver bad news and the client needs to be like, Wow, this is actually really bad news, then you get asked, but then you're also the person fixing it. And then the people that I would escalate to are the people who are like yeah, you guys really need to fix that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like it's not anybody higher isn't going to actively manage fixing it.
1: No, you run into a lot of what I call T Rex arms, which is a lot of yeah. ah can't really. Ooh, I wish I, I
2: wish I could help. You're it. right though. Really wish yeah. I could help.
1: <laughs> really wish I just can't fully. Maybe reach. you guys
2: watch the the two women who own the bookstore. Anyways, maybe some of our listeners that we have millions of have ah um. No, this reminds me of that skit where she's like can, can I get that book right there and then the woman reaches for it and she's like I can I can like touch it but I can't <laughs> <laughs> she just like very clearly can reach it and pull it down and she's like I like I can touch it but I can't really
3: <laughs> uh, no that's good like that. it is but true. that's exactly that's exactly what it is because I mean you wouldn't expect like in a small company right if you if something went wrong you wouldn't expect the CEO to do something no Right. You would be like, he gives directive, right? So it's kind of like the people that we escalate to, they're not going to do anything. They just need to know that things are wrong. And then maybe they hop on a call and be, yeah, this is really important. And I'm the CEO and we're going to take this very seriously. <laughs> you, and, know. you know, like that's what they do. So like, yeah, at times when shit hits the fan, I am very busy, but if it doesn't and it goes smoothly based on our planning and how the people do their job. Um, it shouldn't happen, but it does happen. It happens often, so you know it's just the nature of the biz. But Brian, don't feel bad if you're super busy. Um, I, that I also mean, does happen.
1: I'm glad that I'm busy because there's a lot of people in in my world who have been laid off in the last yeah week or so. It's job security, yeah.
3: It's so, job security. So that's that's the, my, that's the way I see it too. Is like as long as we've got people signing contracts. You know, right. Frank. Let me worse. let me
1: give you a, a bit of advice, okay? Just go through and break some shit every now and then, okay? Just delete a bunch of files, and then that way, when people look for them, you're like, "Oh, let me go find them."
3: <laughs> oh boy, I'll come in I'll try to help.
1: <laughs> uh, let me see if I can give it a hand. I pull out my thumb back them up. Always back them up. Well, though. I just delete them and put them on my thumb drive, and then no, that way they're nowhere else. They're fucking exactly. gone.
3: <laughs> and then I'm like, and then eventually, oh. eventually, you create a new box folder. You yeah. let it sit out there for a while. Uh huh. You're like. Oh shit! I f- look
1: at this. Whoa! It must have been. I must have. You know what I did? I set up an auto archive. Nah, silly me. Yeah, I coded <laughs> it myself. Like up last night. Lucky us. <laughs> Lucky, Lucky us. us. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I don't. Uh, I don't use flash drives. Great anyway. idea
3: though. I mean, that is pretty. <laughs> you really could turn yourself into a high performer on your own dime. <laughs> oh yeah, like a real sociopath. <laughs> <What> I mean. <laughs> CEOs
1: are mostly sociopaths. So I don't, I don't, by the way, I like your, your impression of a CEO.
3: I'm a CEO. I get stuff done. Like, I mean, but that's what they do, dude. They come in and they're like, yeah, we're really this. You are a very important client for us. I will throw so many resources at it. And then me, I'm like, well, I'm going to need those resources. And then we have a follow up, a debrief, if you will Uh call. And they'll be like, yeah, uh, so we're going to need to probably pull in this team, pull in that team. And you know they're not ready for it. So you're no. like, oh, shit. This came down to us all working an extra eight hours a day until this is done. Because he promised to throw extra bodies at the problem when, in fact, you can't just do that.
1: <laughs> we had that exact conversation with one of our developers, and it was a fun, fun conversation. And I was like, I feel like this is all just lip service right now. And I feel it like is.
3: nothing's gonna be done on the backside.
1: And you know what? Nothing ever fucking happened.
3: No, I mean, it's in the in, in the development world, Willem can attest to this. A lot of this a lot oh, of the code we on a tight shop where I work. <laughs> no, I understand, but I'm saying a lot of a lot of the, the 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 code base in like big CRM systems, whatnot, you have people that specialize in those areas. So You can't just take someone who's coded a different part of the system and throw them into a brand new workflow and expect them to be as high performing as they were in that other spot. So your estimates have to change. Your assumptions have to change. Um, or you just leave the person in there and pay them for overtime or, you know, thank them a lot or, you know, I mean,
2: we went through this recently where I was on my team and anytime you bring in a new developer, it's like going to be at least a month
3: yep, until
2: they're able to like actively contribute to your like velocity, or like how, how, how much you're getting done. Absolutely. If not longer. I mean, a month is kind of short.
3: It depends on the cl- complexity of what you're asking them to do. So it, yeah, it's that's, we found that I found that several times. It's not. So yeah, if you're, if you're not, or if you're using a system and you're wondering why things take long, Brian, IE, um, you it
1: refer to me as angry customer.
3: Yeah. Yes. If you have Brian, angry customer syndrome, thank you. Thank you. Um, it can, it can be very, very easily explained by the fact that some team got under-resourced and unfortunately got over-committed and, or someone quit. That also happens. No. And as a result, they fell behind and their manager just kept saying the date's the date.
1: <laughs> so it's not. Oh, my God.
3: It happens all the time.
1: Uh, I'm not even going to get it. I'm not even going to go with that I I had a I had a supervisor one time who that was his uh car always like always saying and it was at Staples that he had this in print production he was like well you told him that was due date that's got to be the due date I'm like all right you fucking run it what are you going to do what, how are we going to get this job completed with zero working printers like and it just Yeah yeah exactly it never crossed <laughs> his mind that
3: you cut me off with the knees chap Yeah yeah I'm
1: like <laughs> Ah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like you don't you don't know what the you yeah. Well, yeah. No, I you know what we're in a happy place. I'm not gonna go back there. I'm not going no. back there. Not well,
3: in any case, Derek, do you, you have re- a lot of time in your hands at the moment? Uh I mean, it's the same. Like
0: most of us yeah. are mobile, so I could just work from wherever.
3: Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Like, I think I really hope this promotes a lot of work from home culture. Shit, or yeah. work remote culture. At the I, very
0: I like the option, but I also like to go in. Like it's nice to have a place to actually do your work. Right. Yeah.
3: If my, if my commute didn't resemble an hour and a half round trip, <laughs> um, I get it, Brian. I get it. Uh, <clears throat> I, w- I would, pro- I, I would prefer to go in, but it does. So I've <laughs> kind of figured out my routine at the house. If, if my next job is at the, at the office, I could do it. It's not a problem. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I think it's just a matter of getting shit done. If you can get shit done efficiently, and you've got a bit of a strategy both ways, hopefully people are kind of learning. You know, their their strategy
1: <laughs> at the very least. I like the fact that uh, like car insurance companies like Allstate and USAA just announced it today. They're giving people like discounts on their monthly uh, like uh, do like basically premiums because no one's driving right now or so many people aren't driving that they're not using their cars. They're not having to have insurance claims. So I think, uh, is like a 20% discount over the next two months. Oh,
3: nice. nice, nice.
1: I'm like, you know what? At least they're acknowledging that, Hey, you're not needing this. So here, here's this back to you.
3: Here's you slide. know, I, I, I agree with that. Um, here's what I will say. I would enjoy it more if they and i understand i would enjoy it more if they opted people in on in two, in two fashions okay we either give you the discount or we lower your deductible and what i'm saying is is for for x x number of incidents okay. you know because the monthly premium for the the employed makes very little difference right um, for the unemployed, it's a huge difference. I get it. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but for me, um, at the moment, we are both lucky. We both have our jobs. Um, I would prefer to be able to opt in for the months that we still both have our jobs to have some sort of a decreased deductible for some period of time. You know, like I'm not. I I, I think it it the blanket programs always kind of. They serve the end need, but they I, I think they're they're very simplistic in in their thinking.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I don't disagree, but at the same time from
3: uh You could have just said I agree, by the way. <laughs> just
1: no, and here's why I the say, wife
3: always tells me that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like yeah. how about this? I say, I, say, I don't disagree and she goes, You could have just said you agree. And I'm like, Yeah, I could've, but I like this better. <laughs> no, and it's because
1: I don't agree. That's why I said I don't disagree. I don't no, also okay. completely it's agree. Sort of because m- here's this you have media. They, you have an entire industry that is notorious for making the absolute worst decisions <laughs> or making the worst calls for the end user. And at least they're fucking trying, Frank. I get it. If we don't give them, if we don't give them a pat on the back, they won't do shit ever again.
3: Give it's it goodwill. T- I I get it. You know, USAA used to give people, um, premium reimbursement checks. Oh yeah, I know. quarterly. If uh, <clears throat> a certain amount of their members did not have claims, mm-hmm. they weren't small. They were like fifty bucks, hundred bucks, like depending on that percentage. They haven't sent one of those out in twenty years. Those people got their first quarterly check this last quarter. It was like twenty bucks. Mine was, but it's because they changed the formula so that they would be more profitable. So they're they're now at like ninety eight percent of people can't file claims. If you want to get that check, and the check's tiny because it goes to everybody, right? Um, So so I mean,
1: they can't. It's not that they can't (coughs) file claims.
3: They can't file to get that
1: reimbursement.
3: Because I mean, yes, I, yes, I, yeah, you, yeah. If it's above deductible and it pays out accounts. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. Cause obviously you would always file a claim yes. if something's damaged it because you like, could file more claims later. So <laughs>
1: I was like, no, nah, I filed, I filed two claims in a month last year. They, yeah. They but you paid for just, all of it. Paid for one. And then, uh, they like base level where they have, a, um, basically if you get an accident, it's the other dude's fault and the other dude doesn't have insurance. They have, you basically pay half your deductible. Got it. Got it. Rather than having to pay the full deductible.
3: So yeah. So I'm not listen. They're building goodwill. I understand. It's it is a good program. All of these things that people are doing, student loan program forgiveness for six months payments. That's great. A lot of things are really good. I don't. I I don't think this is in any way, shape, or form going to not be good for people, but give people the option. If I need to defer my six months deferment. That'd be awesome. You know, like maybe I need that six month deferment later. And everybody gets it now if you're unemployed and you need it. Sign me up. I'm unemployed, whatever. Six month deferment. But um, also give me the option later if I need it. Maybe give a five year period where people can have a a six month deferment on student loan payments. Interest free, whatever. And give everybody that cushion. You know, like, I i don't know. It might be kind of wishful thinking, but I think it's its just a, a different perspective.
0: So you're kind of thinking when people are down on their luck, it may not be now, but later on?
3: Yeah, yeah. Just give them the option. Because right now it is helping people. Right. But it's, it's, it's being received as though, as, as though it's helping everybody, and it's not, right? A lot of people, they're getting this deferment, they're going to go piss the money away. Um, you mean,
1: man, you mean buying the new sneakers and uh, rims? I mean, Brian, my, renting getting, rims for my car is not a good idea.
3: What? Okay. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is uh, give people the option of deferring the deferment. It, it's not going to cost you that much more. Interest rates are nil. So, time value of money right now, it's not going to matter. In the insurance industry, they can't go beyond two year bills, anyways. So give people the option to um, defer that deferment, right? There it is. Yeah, I got a lion in the room. Uh, <laughs> deferment. Defer the deferment two to five years, right? And then buy goodwill for all your customer base. Um, I, I'm Sorry, the gover- you're talking about the government's customer base? No, no. I'm, I'm saying for student loan programs. I'm saying for the insurance, all these people willing to defer all these payments for everybody right now, for a lot of people, and yes, unemployment is high, but it's only 13 14%. For a lot of people, this is unnecessary. Why not just delay that deferment and make it optional, one-time optional deferment, right, due to COVID or due to this program, um, make it a one time optional thing where on your account it's a checkbox. Has taken the deferment for six months, has not. And that checkbox remains in place on your account for four or five years, and you get to have the benefit of this safety net for the next four to five years if you haven't taken it yet. That's my idea. <laughs> that's the platform
1: Frank is running on in twenty. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a good idea. You will have to stand in line for five and a half hours to cast your vote for Frank, but it's there, and that's what really It just happens.
3: seems like a more efficient way of doing it, is all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Just, just a thought. Mm,
1: I don't think this country runs on efficiency, Frank. Yeah, Probably not. You're right. We built, we built a monument to fucking four presidents in the side of a goddamn mountain. Do you think we're worried about efficiency
2: in this bitch? You guys were just talking about job security and it's like ways to ensure job security. And Yeah, you got to uh, waste a little bit to secure your job. You know
1: what I mean? Exactly. Hey, Mrs. Frank, hey. No, oh, he's... She, can't she says hello.
2: Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> she, she wasn't on mic. <laughs> Brian, I think I'm going to uh, take off. You're gonna take off those glasses. Now leave. Like I think I'm gonna leave. Don't you
1: dare leave me, villain. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no. This was this. Don't you know how marriage works? How dare you? I get half of what you said.
2: <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. What I, I didn't know what I signed up for here. Yeah, clearly you didn't
1: see on. The, you didn't read the the fine print, hombre. <laughs> All right, villain. Right. Well, uh, it was good having you on. Enjoy your <laughs> uh, honey nut Cheerios. I,
2: I, I, already, I already finished that. it's probably why
1: I'm sleepy now. I, that can't be good. It's <laughs> a lot of sugar for you to just be like, I'm tired now. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> he's eating a very, very clean diet. Aside from like, <laughs> at 9.45 a on a
1: moment. Thursday.
3: I'm running a, a low-grade
2: type 2 beatus. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do you have a fucking nice glass of buttermilk with your <laughs> fucking cereal tonight?
1: just green. straight okay
2: i that is a great reminder brian the other so we got we got buttermilk for something else uh, but we accidentally got way too much buttermilk we got a it gallon of all butter the time
3: butter. we got all the time. two
2: half gallon things of buttermilk well because the thing that i'm making the recipes and metric and uh so like i we did the conversion wrong i did the conversion wrong uh <laughs> <laughs> and so and I like, double check my online. math. It was like one of those where it was like, you know, real like Google it real quick and then just do a little quick. Mm. Anyway, uh, ended up with a lot of buttermilk, <laughs> made myself a bowl of cereal, not looking or thinking, grabbed oh. the buttermilk oh. Oh. and I got to take a bite of the cereal just <laughs> straight buttermilk. I was so mad. Dumped <laughs> the buttermilk down the drain and oh. replaced it with 2% or whole oh. milk. Oh. Strictly whole milk in
3: this house. Uh, listen, buttermilk is—it's really, really beautiful when it's cooked. But yeah. as a as a milk substitute, ugh, it's yeah, it's too much. Can you imagine going yeah. from like I we drink
1: nothing but almond milk in this house to yeah. only buying buttermilk from now on? <laughs> 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 it's chewy. It's I, I feel like there's a the texture.
3: Is this kind of cottage cheese but more sour? <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> Very similar. Okay, <laughs> let's just quickly, villain. Let's hit the hit hit this topic: cottage cheese at old folks' homes.
2: Oh yeah, the Is World there... War II generation they used to love that shit. Oh, any more anything
3: more disgusting,
2: dude? No, yes. and not just cottage cheese. It would be like cottage cheese topped with mandarin oranges. Oh, and they'd yeah, like, like, pineapple, pineapple, into pineapple, up, pineapple. Yeah, pineapple. All that shit.
3: I, I just remember Villa So Villa and I worked at the same establishment and you would have to make the salads for the day. And it would be a scoop of cottage cheese on a piece of kale lettuce or loose leaf lettuce.
2: Right? Never kale, never kale. It but was it, only it just like a, a generic piece of le- like romaine or. Yeah. But there, there was this
3: very green one that I can't remember what it was, but mm. yeah, it, it, whatever romaine whatever right so you cut it you put it in the bowl yeah. and then they put this big scoop of cottage cheese on top and canned sweetened some kind of fruit mandarin yeah. origins oranges pineapple fruit cups uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. is yeah i They're i would get it on their own did do you remember the people that put pepper on that shit yeah yeah get the fuck Just, out of here all of that all of that they would put pepper on it and then you'd have the bulletproof coffee by the way that this generation thinks that they rediscovered oh, fuck no yeah the world war ii generation would take two dabs of butter and add whole milk to that bitch
2: they're yeah, living in life it about yeah. Bu-
3: bulletproof yeah the shit wow. we saw at the nursing home with that generation making i guess dinner i don't really know like they would they would go nuts with the combinations it was a yeah. It was yeah, interesting.
2: <laughs> okay, I gotta get going, guys.
3: Alright, enjoy your nap.
1: See y'all. Thank you for listening, to listeners. That exists. <laughs> that definitely exists. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, it brings up a good point though. Uh, food combinations are getting real weird sometimes in my house. Uh, like like I I was gonna make uh, pork loin and uh, brown rice and mushrooms tonight yeah i was like that actually sounds really good and then apparently to everyone else in my house it sounded fucking disgusting <laughs> so <clears throat> i don't know if y'all have had any of those fun combos lately in between
3: okay. pork loin and bar- brown rice is amazing
0: yeah so you gotta like put i'd want some sauce or something with it though yeah it's kind of dry
3: yeah, well, I mean, the pork loin. I guess when you cook it, if you cook it in the oven, I don't know how you made it, but you, you'll get that little like you know, drippings. Oh, yeah.
0: The drippings, and then kind of like reduce that. Yeah, yeah,
3: mm, that is some good shit. Yeah, <laughs> that is good shit. So, Derek, I know, are, are you? You're still working on this research project, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a. I'm writing the paper up now. Okay. Work. So, so I guess we're we're still going to have a call on this where you give us kind of like a TED talk on it but why don't you share what you're working on cuz it, it's fascinating to me um cuz I've been following the whole like Bill Gates lab grown meat you know like all those investments and shit <clears throat> and it's it's sort of kind of the holy grail of um protein production because you need to get a lot of people to think that it tastes the same or very similar, and make the choice to do it often, so you don't reduce or you don't increase the amount of CO2 just because people are being born, you know? So. right? I mean, some of
0: that's debatable. Um, so what I'm working on I mean, this is my dissertation it's going to be a, a techno-economic analysis and a life cycle assessment. so that's like an environmental. Uh, look at it of this product. Like I call it uh, animal cell based meat.
3: So the two most important components though right so you're talking about across time how how much time for both production and demand does it take to become profitable right and then at what point in time um, is this I guess environmentally viable right right um so it would be
0: like what metrics you would have to hit for it to be profitable and then also like i'm saying metrics kind of like the amount of media you'd have to use to grow up these cells uh that's going to be largely based on cellular metabolism okay you'd have to look at the different pathways and whatnot for that um and then also for the environmental part yeah you have co2 production but if you step back and you looked, okay, what's the components going into this media? How are they
3: produced? What's those, those environmental um, impacts as well? So you're, are you talking about like substrates, the containers, everything else as well?
0: Right. And some of it would be how many bioreactors would you actually need to produce the amount of meat? You know, and how much energy
3: produce? goes into those. Right. Because
0: you have to cool it, um, yep. you have to heat it up, et cetera. Uh, so that's the gist of what I'm working on. Uh, I've done the, I'm doing the techno economic assessment now. Okay. And what I've done is I've taken chemical engineering conventions and like cellular biology things with uh, metabolic rates and stuff and and really looked at it from that perspective.
3: It's so fascinating. When you, When you told me, what, about a week ago now, that that's what you guys were what well, what you were working on. I don't know, do you have a co-author? Is it just solely
0: you? It's it's going to be several people. Uh, okay. there's the, the guy I'm working for. It's, he's going to be on it obviously. I've had a, another engineer look at it. Uh yeah, well, it, it'll be several authors, but I'm going to be the primary. Like I'm I'm putting it together. So
3: awesome. Yeah, no, it's 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 fascinating because that is it's it's not I wouldn't say it's understudied because I've read I've read several kind of how, how cellular kind of meat production could take place, right? But this angle to it, I've not seen. But a lot of, So a lot of what I've seen on the, the sort of techno-economic analysis has come from Wall Street. It has not come from academia. So most people are making assumptions not based on um, – anything more than maybe four or five variables, right? So you're not talking about all of the inputs, throughput, and then output. You're talking about the output comes to us like this, and then that would make it profitable. Um, So knowing that you're doing both the, 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 the full supply chain analysis as well as the environmental impact is awesome. So I've
0: got, oh, I think it's over 70 variables. And, it, and i've identified the ones that are actually uh like make the most impact we, yeah yeah we, so you're a catalyst yeah we we did um sensitivity analysis and, yep uh we i think it was like six or seven things that they really needed to metrics they needed to hit to make it uh where it could be potentially profitable
3: so i guess how how uh how good of an excel modeler are you now <laughs>
0: yeah we'll release we will release the uh, uh calculator with it as well awesome so, so people can put in if you know oh i've been able to hit this um this like many cells per milliliter of uh of uh you know uh myoblast cells they they say oh well this will affect the cost like this
3: wow dude that's that's fucking awesome so you can even understand if your early stage Uh, methodology is profitable
0: yeah we hope to have it be a tool used to to guide like when you should actually start to scale up that makes sense
3: that makes sense yeah so you've perfected some level of production that would make it profitable at x number of units sold
0: right right um the way we're going with the paper we're going to look at just if you're going to replace one percent of the
3: beef production in the u.s with it which is actually a lot of beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, and that, and that makes sense because the person who is producing this for the beef market could say one would, percent would, would, would represent that number. Yeah, right. Maybe we need to aim for one half of one percent, right? And if that's the case, then you need to be profitable at two percent. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's awesome. So, yeah. So- Lot to look forward to that's great
0: yeah I'll, I'll send it send it your way once i'm once i'm done with it um it's gonna go undergo peer review all that uh that stuff will actually that takes time
3: so. yeah i know it does it does so well yeah we need to we need to I, I understand kind of on the on the cast i'm blindsiding a little bit but <laughs> i found it really fascinating a and b um i know christina also found this fascinating so we definitely need to do kind of a universal happy hour where we just talk about this for a little bit. I don't know if Brian finds this fascinating, but I definitely think it's super interesting.
1: <laughs> I got roped into doing a happy hour with my wife's college friends this weekend, so I'd be out Saturday, but maybe some other time I'd love to join. Cuz it oh, does, okay. it is it does sound really like anything anytime we can fucking, I don't know, feed more people would be fucking amazing, you know? And I felt like even as whatever I'm, I'm dumb as shit and I do not need to be involved in this conversation.
3: (laughs) No, 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 but hold on. So, so what, what, what Derek is doing essentially at the baseline is a cost benefit analysis, right? right? So he's trying to say profitability means this, but environmental impact also means that, and it will give people the ability to say, is, is the trade off worth it? A right. So at, at the macro level, do we want to full scale do this? And then more importantly, as a business owner who is trying to scale, what level of efficiency do I need to have in my petri dish to be able to produce at a level where it matters that's the, it's It's incredibly important for the future of that industry to understand those two dynamics right so so I will
0: say that um, these these cells are much more complicated than um, like a yeast cell or something so it's not like brewing beer and I, I think sometimes these companies like to sell it that way, but
3: they do they definitely it's, do it's not
0: anything like that
3: but it's it's i mean it's similar to embryo stem cells right like it's yes, and that's the issue yeah yeah um yeah.
0: that technology isn't at a large scale yet either so.
3: yep, so you're i mean you're brewing chickens <laughs> like <laughs> I got k- kind of it's it's
0: with beer your products the uh the beer it's not the cell right yeah. with this it's that the actual cell so and their metabolism's pretty complex
3: <laughs> yeah that I mean again not 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 my ballpark but I can understand why that would be incredibly complex because y- I mean you're dealing with the production of something that needs a designed end state and you need to be able to control the cells desired pathway right so cells when they go through reproduction can choose many different ways to reproduce as a cell and to be able to kind of like control that path to produce ground beef or whatever you're trying to produce because you're not producing a cow at the end right no that that would be like (laughs)
0: <laughs> the, 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 the the thing that you're wanting to hit at this level is maybe something that resembles ground beef, ground chicken. Yeah. Um, and just from where we're at scientifically, that is, that is a feat in itself. If you can do that for, for a reasonable cost.
3: So I guess not to go too much further, do you see our options on the plant-based side to be way more viable at this moment?
0: Yes, okay. a- absolutely. Um, even some of their stuff, I don't know if they're profitable yet. They haven't, they've scaled it for sure. But yeah. um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time and hopefully those investments uh, work out.
3: Yeah, because I, I think on the plant-based side, you're dealing with something that's stable, right? Reproduces right. fairly quickly. And um, as far as I'm concerned, having a dad who can only eat vegan and limited oil. Um, <clears throat> I've tasted a lot of his imitation meat stuff, and I, I have some in the fridge. I eat it regularly. It tastes virtually the same. Um, there's a product out there called Nugs Chicken Nuggets. It's <clears throat> if people understand how much of the flavor of a chicken nuggets come a chicken nugget comes from that outside and the spice. <laughs> and not the shit that they put inside they would be fine with this like it is it is a perfect perfect chicken nugget substitute same with burgers i mean burgers it's leftover meat right so it's not it's less desired beef and then whatever the scraps are and they they grind it to a certain kind of combination fat content right so if you're okay understanding that you're not having a filet mignon and you taste an Impossible Burger, it's the same. You've got the, the – the, the, uh, what's that uh, protein? Heme. Heme. Uh, that they, I guess they use beets mostly to produce heme protein. Well,
0: it depends on the company. Impossible actually produces it. Um, a strain of Saccharomyces produces it. Awesome. So they, they produce it microbially.
3: So that tastes better than the Beyond because the Beyond has a very beady taste to it in my opinion. And also they do a very, very gluten intolerant (laughs) version of a, of a, of a fake burger. Um, I I prefer the impossible. I can digest it easier. Just my finding. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously lab grown meat is eventually going to be hopefully scalable because I think some people will always just deny the fact that they want to eat vegan. Um, But in the interim, just try it. There's some good shit out there in the vegan department.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to give away my results, but it's going to probably be a while for the lab room to be truly scalable.
3: That makes sense. Solar took, what, in the 70s, we were saying it'd be profitable in the 90s, and it took to be, I mean, now it's the predominant, it's actually the cheapest source of energy at the moment. Um. So, yeah, it makes what, sense. Where
1: does Bang Energy fall into that? Because I feel like that's pretty inexpensive. Oh my God. What? It's $1.99 <laughs> no. a can. Those
3: energy drinks suck. Whatever, dude. They fucking rule. No, Here's not. the deal.
1: Here's what's up. Let me just tell you right now.
3: You remember when you told me pre workout was the shit and yeah. then you almost like fucking seized from it? No. Fuck it.
1: It's fantastic. It was great. You don't know what was great it. before pre workout? Fucking rip fuel with ephedra. That was
3: amazing. Now I remember I remember the day Brian took a pre workout, did that ephedra shit. We went to the gym and he said, I gotta go home. No, that's not what happened. Here's the thing. (laughs) I
1: didn't take rip fuel. I just took pre workout. It was like creatine. It was it was essentially the next generation of what I took in high school, which was called juiced creatine, which they for some reason pulled off the market. I don't know. Fucking for it is reason. incredible
3: how most of these things get pulled off two to three it's years down the line. so weird. It's just such happenstance. When
1: I was in high school and I took juiced creatine, I shit you not, I increased my bench press max by 80 pounds in about four weeks. Sure. sure. It the was, only
3: time I ever beat Derek in a workout was when I took pre-workout. never <laughs> happened again because I was so scared of my life after that. <laughs> like, Here's the deal. Oh. shouldn't ever be Derek in a workout this is too much when when uh just yeah yeah no fuck that I was like Derek at one point was like I don't understand and I go well I took pre-workout and then Derek was like okay I get it yeah this is not you took you took speed
1: great wonderful yeah. great uh next thing you know Frank's trying to suck some dude off in the bathroom just for fun so they had like, to go there I gotta get that. a new yeah, I gotta get yeah. my new fix it just hit a new high no last time honestly full disclosure last time i took a pre-workout was i was taking c4 back in the day okay mm-hmm. and i took it i was gonna go do uh, a half mile run and then i was gonna <laughs> do a because i don't i don't fucking run and then I was going to do a kettlebell workout. So then, yeah, I, I definitely needed the extra oxygen in my blood. Well, no, because I was, I was about to do a, a kettlebell workout, and I was doing 50-pound kettlebell, and I was doing a whole circuit thing.
3: Oh, fair enough. Yeah, you need it for that, but the run did not need to be completed.
1: I ran seven miles. <laughs> I have never in my life run that far before. I just fucking Forrest Gumped all the way across Flower Mound, Texas. I or ran- again. I ran from Highland Village to the fucking interstate and I realized I've run too far. This is too goddamn far. And then on my way back, I started getting scared because the the fucking pre-workout wore off and I started (laughs) getting real jittery and I was far from the house that I started at. (laughs) I wasn't familiar with the area. I was like, I I might not make it.
3: Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I bought a tub of no 2 Explode (laughs) took it probably five times i still have that tub (laughs) um it's scary shit it's it's too much you do you do not need it maybe some days but most days you're doing yourself a disservice You, you've aged, you know, to explode. <laughs> barrel <Yes>. aged. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I've got actually in the sneaker biz, they call it a grail. Oh <laughs> God. That's, that's gross. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> grail. All right. Uh, does, do either of you have anything else you need to uh, get off your chesticles this evening before we wrap?
0: <laughs> no, I'm good. It was good to catch up with you guys.
1: Right. It's a little t- taste of humanity it's good it's good shit frank are you alive what are you doing i, I looked away for a half a second and you're muted yeah you're still yeah, i didn't mute myself yeah sorry do you have anything you need to get off your chest this evening i'm sorry
3: yeah so i got one thing all right um and it and it, it is covid related but all right i think it needs to be said i think it needs to be said okay people really need to fucking go out and realize what a statistical model means and what impacts, you know, variable changes mean to said model. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, we're hearing somehow the president who didn't order stay at home, the governors did, didn't order social distancing, the governors did, didn't order masks, the governors did, gets credit for reducing death tolls, which based on the current statistics at the time did represent hundreds of thousands Um, and got impacted based on people's ability to social distance, which was greater than people thought. And that's great. Nothing wrong with it, but we can't attribute right. The end state, to someone who did nothing to impact the end state it is it is just frustrating to me um it's such an obvious thing it's like yeah so brian's driving the car Willems in the backseat yelling at him telling him just go faster brian go faster don't do shit and then brian decides to step on the brake and Willems get, getting credit for the car stopping it just doesn't it doesn't add up you know it's not villum did everything to make sure the car went faster Brian was like, well, maybe we shouldn't go much faster than this, and that's a stop sign, so let's stop. Um, it just, yeah, it, it frustrated me, because, I, and actively will for the next two weeks, because right now they're taking some sort of a weird victory lap that we're only going to lose 60,000 people to fucking COVID and not 150,000, which, you know, I guess, yeah, choose your battles, but I'm certainly not dancing in the street over highly preventable deaths. Um, if we took it more seriously, so I don't know.
1: Only if we took it more seriously, but it's kind of like the flu, right?
3: It's Fucking obviously idiot. the flu. Yesterday, it was the largest cause of death in the country. So
1: I don't, I don't about, think the flu ever
3: was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the flu was never the largest what cause. What
2: about sure. alcohol-related deaths?
3: Yeah, no, it's always there's always something. If it continues through society, and then uh, you know, in some capacity the worst part of my kind of psyche wishes this started in like fucking Montgomery, Alabama, or like fucking the, the villages, Texas, you know, like somewhere where this fucking asshole has 100% support and it just wiped out 20% of that community or whatever. Um, because then people would take it seriously. Like It's just one of those things where it proves out in the communities that it hit and, and built in. And then, sure, in other communities where they have ICU beds, it doesn't prove out. The point was never that it kills people based on the fact that it is a disease. It kills people based on the fact that we don't have enough equipment to treat the people that need the equipment, and we don't have enough Um, understanding of the disease to, to scale our ability to respond to it. So we don't know exactly who's going to need the ventilator or who crashes really quickly. And by the time they crash, it's too late. Right. So it's like, it's this indeterminate object that hit New York city. And, you know, now we're just going to blame the liberals for it in some capacity. It's, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating. Well, I think any big city was
0: going to have to face that issue when you're kind of living on top of each other. It's going to hit it harder.
3: Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't make it. It doesn't make people's concern and um, not alertness, but 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 um, warning. What what is that in mass?
1: I think you're talking about heads up yeah,
3: No, so pe- people's concern and and, and and worry, fear, whatever it does not it does not justify the fact that individuals are now saying, "Yeah, no, they were all wrong. It was all fake news, whatever. We have the highest death count by the end of this. We have the highest case count by the end of this. Um, we are in no means in a state to even under- understand how many people had it. Um, we're going to reopen the country. It's just going to take over again. We don't have an antibody test that's working. The current antibody test failed today. Um, FDA approval. The one that everybody was like, oh, we can roll out that next month. It has a 30% success rate (laughs) of identifying antibody patients. So antibodies in this virus, according to a French study, which is the from an epidemiological kind of standpoint, the French are very fucking good at this. They were the first ones to identify Ebola, cholera. They're very good at this. That's why those things have non-American names. So um, they, they identify this shit. Um, they've been trying to do antibody testing. In their studies thus far, it seems as though under 30, they have a less than 5% success rate of antibody creation in... Um, healed patients or non symptomatic patients Uh, in individuals above 60 it's only 30 percent so it's seeming more and more likely like this is a seasonal flu type deal and if that's the case and we're dealing with a currently worldwide 3.7 but most likely one to two percent death rate that's a pretty big problem and we we can brush it off if we'd like. that's fine, but right now it's not something that looks entertaining <laughs> to to be able to you know get just going to the fucking market on a daily basis. I don't know just doesn't seem like it's cool
1: no, not really no
3: so uh, yeah it's it's frustrating to me because. Statistics seem small until you put them into a population and then it's no longer small and it's way more un- unpredictable because your variables are human to human. So there are things right now about this virus. We don't know simply because the perfect variable of a human hasn't been infected with it yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Hmm. I.
1: I, there, <clears throat> the weird shit that I'm living with right now is, like, having conversations like this <clears throat> with people and not having this shit sit with me, like, while I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Because, honestly, it's the weirdness that that I'm living with. And I know that's not everybody. And Frank's gone. I didn't look at this goddamn screen before I started talking. But, like, I, it's the weirdness that I'm
3: living with no i'm I'm here. I'm just plugging the computer in.
1: Uh, okay uh i um uh, like w- w- it was up until like two o'clock in the morning the other night just talking to my wife about like what what a future looks like, and I was like, you know uh, very frank with her, I'm like well, things are gonna look very different, uh, people should be behaving very different like from this point on, and I was like a lot of people are gonna complain that they missed time before all this went on, but in reality. Like, that's the same mentality that my parents' generation lived with, uh, you know, coming out of the Great Depression and out of World War II. Like, oh, I miss the way things were before. Like, bitch, we have the internet. Like, what are you talking about? Like, there's the the same, like, feelings and emotions are going to be tied to uh, pre-COVID time and post-COVID time. And the reality is all times uh, deserve... uh, the proper lens to review actions through. And Frank, to your point, I think it's, you're 100% correct saying what you said about, Hey, let's not give people credit for shit. They didn't do. Let's also not blame people for shit. They didn't do acknowledging that no one could have literally no one can predict some of the things that have happened out of this. Like, let's stick to the facts, the things that we can address, which is that some people ignored science and if they ignored science in this round, they, some of them are the same people who are ignoring science when it comes to climate change. Connection? I think not. I think like you, you have to start holding <laughs> yeah. people accountable for the shit that they don't believe in because it doesn't fit a narrative that they subscribe to.
3: But, you know, it's, it's their easy acceptance of unproven science that scares right. me the most because they're the people who go, okay, we're in a problem now, and now they're preaching the the hopeful gospel of vaccines and kind of viral trials with this fucking malaria drug, I don't think people know the stats behind that. Most of that shit fails multiple times. I mean, we don't have a cure for AIDS. Like, I, I don't...
1: Magic yes, Johnson's we can be
3: here. hopeful about all this stuff. We can for sure hope that some of this stuff works, but preaching as though that hope is... 3 months down the line that's fucking bullshit. It's if it is we're lucky. Yeah.
0: It's it's kind of like trying to get people's hopes up too early. You know, you haven't you haven't done the things necessary to like yes. oh, we have some preliminary results. That's that doesn't mean that's the actual case.
3: Right. Oh, no. and 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 the preliminary preliminary results, if the preliminary results proved out for all of these fucking drugs that have gone through trials, cancer would be cured by now. Um, we have very encouraging preliminary results until you check in with someone two years down the line, right? Like, it's, it is important to go through a trial. It is important to heal people in a trial. But people need to understand, when you are part of a trial, you are taking a risk. And, and it might prove out that in two years, everybody that you give the malaria drugs to die of massive heart attacks. And what are they going to do then when the president told them that the fucking malaria drug worked? Yeah, it did. But did he tell you the caveat of in two years you'd be dead? Your liver fails? Your kidneys fail? Yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's just, it is extremely insulting to individuals who spend their lives doing this to hear the president say, well, I'm just giving them hope. Like, yeah, you're giving them hope, but we all know how this works like you have no you have no basis to give it. give them hope in a stage 3 trial you can give them hope then when we're trying to figure out what dosage is but efficacy ability to treat like all the pre trial like pre stage 3 trial shit what are we doing like it's you're giving them false hope it's going to get dashed more than likely the odds are that 14 out of 14 of the first 14 will fail that that is the odds we just don't know how this virus behaves with ebola we got lucky but there was also a lot of pre-viral action happening in ebola there's a lot of things that we could learn from this is a brand new novel novel meaning fucking new we've never seen it coronavirus it does not get solved in six months people like it is frustrating that people don't understand I mean, for the same reason that Derek is going through preliminary research on lab-grown meat, right? And this research will have to – it's a foundational research. It will have to be updated across time, across methodologies, across economic factors, across environmental factors, right? Maybe we have a new form of energy we haven't even thought about coming online in 10 years. That changes the model. So if we go down the line – and we figure out these variables and and we're constantly adjusting to them because we're mankind and we think of new things. Why are you giving people hope when we've just now figured out that one person took it and it worked? Do we even know that that's the reason it worked? Did their immunity take over? We don't know. We don't know. And to to, to preach the fucking miracle drug a hundred days into a viral outbreak is just it's, it's beyond frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 demoralizing, is what it is. It's just, just fucking embarrassing. You know it's not? A, oh, go ahead. Oh, just say irresponsible. It's irresponsible. That's the word, Derek. That's the word. Yeah, as as a research scientist, I mean, you, I I don't know. Is my sentiment off on this? I mean, no, you, you undergo
0: multiple trials and like you said, you have statistical testing and like, it takes time. Yeah. I think it normally takes two to three years for a vaccine
3: to go through everything that you need to do. And even then your efficacy is 40 to 50% on the initial trial. Like it's you're, you're, you're never the flu vaccine on a given year has an efficacy rate of somewhere in the neighborhood of 60%, but we're just trying to get to herd immunity. So that's why they tell you, go get the flu vaccine. Everybody go get the flu vaccine. They don't want you to get it for yourself. If you're 30, they want, they want you to get it because shit, if you can't get the flu and you can't spread it to your whomever, significant other child, grandma, then you're one less person that could do that. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, this, this, like I said, I think I said it on the last cast, this stuff is so close to derivative finance. It's based on the same statistical modeling, right? It's an insane amount of variables, nothing, not one that you can control perfectly, but you try to harmonize through various levers. And a vaccine harmonizes it to a point, but it doesn't mean no one will get it. Um, unless you have a perfect cuber, which we don't necessarily expect with kind of flu-like coronaviruses. So, it's yeah, it's it's just we are going to live with this for a long time, and opening the fucking government back up in the next 30 days is only going to make it worse, and we can do that, and that is our option. And maybe he announces that the government's back open in two weeks, but I really hope our population is smart enough to understand that you cannot go back to a fucking bar and just <laughs> party balls because it'll just come back as swiftly as it disappeared.
0: I think that's the tough thing is that people people aren't used to being like this and they they want to they want to go back to living a normal life mm-hmm. being around people. We're social creatures, so as soon as they say that it's okay, people are going to
3: they're going to, and I think until we have testing and even countries where they have testing. This virus has proven to be a fairly game changer in terms of humanity. Like it is something that it it does not seem thus far through scientific research that has been done in mass, not something that like a couple people took some fucking malaria drug and it worked. They have tested cured supposed individuals of age groups in the thousands to try to determine the antibodies existing in their bloodstream. It's the only way you can have immunity to this going forward. Your immune system has to have the chance to react with it with antibodies. If not, it might get overwhelmed again. And you're another new case. They have done this testing and it seems to be that antibody creation is not as, 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 as effective or as uh, prolific. What is that word? Proliferous. (laughs) Oh, um, profuse, profuse. Um, yeah, it's not as profuse at creating antibodies, your immune system, if you don't get infected heavily with this virus. So 60 and up seems to be they get it once. If they figure it out, they have some very, very strong um, immune reaction to create antibodies. For someone that's not asymptomatic but has the virus, they essentially are just a carrier similar to the fact that your local armadillo carries fucking leprosy, but shows no antibodies to leprosy. <laughs> they just have it. <laughs> so it's a very similar thing. So if if we have a bunch of fucking le- leprosy armadillos walking around in society and we all get older and all of a sudden here at 60 year old, Derek and I have the coronavirus and, get a heart condition, whatever. And all of a sudden die from it. It's we've been carrying this shit for years. It it doesn't seem as though this is going to go away in humanity. Like it's just going to be around. So that's, that's yeah. Brian, not to get too far off track. That was my rant tonight.
1: (laughs) Christ. No, we're good. That's the rant that we're here for. Frank, that's the rant that we're here. for. Hopefully it made sense. I think so. Uh, all right uh, well I was gonna say um, to like the, the, to bring some good back into the cast before we close out uh, you know Jay our friend from the podcast here and my friend since like ninth grade good cook Jay's Instagram is full of shit that just makes you angry that you can't cook as good as him and I say that because today he posted fucking homemade Bon me. Mm. Ooh, man! With homemade bread and uh, lemongrass chicken, I, it's angering just looking at his food that he has on his Instagram page. I think I may go. I, I think I may be. I, I, have, I may have to link do it from uh, at Left Cast just so more people can see the shit that he's making. I mean, he's he made like what the fuck. He made mac and cheese homemade mac and cheese for his daughter with peas and uh, a bunch of other shit thrown in trying to get it, her his daughter to eat more veggies. That's for a kid. She's like a year and a half old and he's busting out ruse just to get his kid to eat more fucking veggies. And, and then right behind that is some hot chicken sandwiches that he made. I'm like, I fucking... Uh, anyway, there's some good being done out there and some freaking... I don't know food geniuses home food geniuses are whipping out some delicious ass
3: meals listen listen if you're not cooking in this time i don't really know i mean understand brian you don't have a lot of time but oh but i have time you have some time right so it the prep work to cook in the prep work to be uh bread making is even less than actually cooking try to like try to bake a couple good breads it's actually very simple you need to maybe take five minutes to make your starter maybe an additional eight minutes if you're making a ploosh and then it let it sit for a day and then the next day add your flour boom, 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 boom let it sit for some hours maybe split it up then bake your bread or let it sit for another day it becomes even wicked now and then bake it the next day it's like it's bread making's awesome and pretty pretty easy if you just get your use a scale use a scale that that's the trick use a scale yep (laughs) use a scale (laughs) don't fuck around with like two cups three cups whatever Scale. scale 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 so
1: go out check out some people who are doing doing some good uh and uh maybe send us send us some of your stuff that you're making maybe uh get our, our minds working on what maybe we could be cooking up. That would be appreciated. I think that would be fun. Um, you could do that. Hit us up over at no Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram, at NBLB Beer on Twitter as well. Okay? Uh, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We do appreciate all of you who have done that already, and those of you who have said, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. Make eventually happen, y'all. Okay. So for Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I am out.
0: so Derek here in California deuces I'm out
3: Cali God what a awesome awesome place on earth uh for Frank down here in not Cali uh make sure to live your best life and always use hand sanitizer before you go bareback I'm out